Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And this is the Pride of Detroit post-game show. Uh, post-mortem, I think, is the better terminology that we should start using because it is truly after the death of a game of Lions, Browns, Browns, <laughs> excuse me. I am under the weather right now. Uh, Browns 13, Lions 10 in a game that I think is causing some controversy and some uh, panic in the kingdom. Uh, I'm Chris Perfett. Over there is Jeremy Reisman. I we are here not to uh, not to bear not to uh, mourn the lions, but bury them. I don't. I don't. My Shakespeare is really rusty right now. Um, Jeremy, people seem pretty mad about this game. Well, yeah, I <laughs> and I can kind of understand it a little bit because the I think this is might mark the official end of the honeymoon period for Dan Campbell. Yeah. If it didn't end last week with uh, him taking over play calling and things just completely falling off the table, I don't know where else to really uh, say about this considering that like I didn't expect, I I guess I wasn't aboard the Tim Boyle hype train other than a stupid bet I was taking on a gambling podcast where I was out of my gourd to begin with, but I didn't expect much out of Tim Boyle. Uh, I understand he threw more for a few more yards than Jared Goff did in regulation last week, but at the same time, he also turned the ball over uh, several times, but at the same time, everything we kind of saw from last week, the very conservative, very heavy ground running, uh, this really, really Chris, moving team, away from third this down. This team yeah, has no balls anymore. anymore. It no, has no, no balls anymore. That's no balls. the only way to put it. Like Thought fell off. They 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 lay they left it in Los Angeles. They they threw everything they had into that Los Angeles game, and they haven't shown a damn thing. You're going to get quoted offensively. Yeah. No, but there uh, is. I mean, no. no listen, like, Dan Campbell took over the bye week, and he decided the the only thing this team is going to do is run the ball. It's the only thing we're going to do. We're going to throw We're going to maybe throw it once or twice a game. And if we are, they're going to be these screen passes that don't work. They keep trying the let's throw, fake a screen to one side, throw the screen to the other side. It hasn't worked in weeks. Uh, this offense is, is worse since Dan Campbell took over. There's really no other way to put it. I know they're rushing for a ton of yards, but guess what? 16 points last week, 10 points this week. It is no better. And you are fine. Like, the fact that a holding penalty or a Jonah Jackson between quarters unsportsmanlike penalty on first down, first and 25, you have three downs to get 25 yards. You don't have to act like you want to punt on first down. 
Like it, it's just so ridiculous to me that this team is just there are unwilling there. to throw the ball downfield. And it, I mean, none of this absolves Jared Goff. Let's be clear. None of this yeah. absolves Jared Goff. But at this point, like we've, we've mixed things up with personnel at this point, And now we have to turn our attention to the coaches because the coaches are not doing anything to help this offense. And in fact, they're hurting the team by being super conservative, not only with the play calling, but like, I don't know what that first half two minute drill was, but it wasn't a two minute drill. It was a let's kick our feet around for a little bit and pretend like we're going to maybe kick a field goal here and then run out of time when you have three timeouts to start that drive. Yeah, they and don't carry it. They're, they're not penalty? self. They're not cell phone minutes. They don't carry over. Someone's got to let them know about that. Look, I don't I, I don't understand the play calling. There's no other good way about it. I don't I don't get it. But also at the same time, like I don't. I'm mad. I I've at the same time, like this defense too, kind of with all the penalties is really getting to me too. There, there is, I am being assaulted from all sides, Jeremy on what is going on with this team right now. Um, actually the Browns finished with more penalty yards today. Well, but, yeah, cause the Browns aren't a good team either. Let's, no, let's no, they're clear. not. Like, no, no. Baker Mayfield gave you several gifts. Like I, I've looked at the Browns roster and wondered why they aren't a good team. And today I found out it's because they are mistake prone. They are also poorly coached. And I mean, they, they, they couldn't get anything going in the passing game in this game earlier. And maybe no. we'll give a little bit of credit. No, to no, they, they just some they, point, but ugh, I just, I can't get the bad taste out of, out of my mouth right now. Because I feel like they ran the same game plan as the lions. It's just, they had a much better weapon in Nick Chubb against sure. a defense that just couldn't stop it. And yeah, the Brown, I mean, the lions when were even more conservative and you can't be that conservative with when your weapon is Deandre Swift. And like, as you say, there are certain drives where the lions weren't even interested in moving the ball. I, it's, it's just to me, like, I know, I know DeAndre Swift scored a 57 yard touchdown on a third and eight draw or whatever it was, but you got to stop calling the third and eight draws. I'm sorry. You do just because it works one time doesn't mean you, you did it right. Right. It, it's one of those things where you got the right result, but you, you, you went about it the wrong way. Like mm-hmm. you, it's not, it's a low percentage play. You're going to punt it on third and eight with the draw play 90% of the time. And if you get a touchdown, you know, 1% of the time, not still not worth it. I'm sorry. Like you, you've got to throw the ball. You And listen, like the last drive of the game, you get, a, I mean, the defense just kept handing, the Lions offense chances, right? They get the, Bear, the Browns late. offense. Yeah. The, the Browns offense. Oh, no, no. Keep, I mean, well, the Lions defense. The Browns defense the Lions, kept giving. Okay. I see where you're going with that. I'm whatever. sorry. The defense kids, is giving but, the, yeah, the offense chances. The Lions decide not to go for it on a fourth and two. They they fail on a fourth and three or fourth and two. They kick a field goal when they, they were down near the red zone. You had an opportunity maybe to score a touchdown, take the lead. They kick a field goal. Next drive, they get a punt. They get good field position. They get a big play out of TJ Hawkinson on the very first drive of their last offensive possession, crap the bed from there. They decide on the third and 14 or whatever it was to do a draw play again, a draw play, draw play. Great draw play. And okay. If you're, if you're, if your plan is for third and third and 13 draw play, let's pick up half and then go for it. Okay. I can get behind that, but that's not what the plan was. It was third and 13 draw play punt at midfield punt. This hunting this to is, delay this is the team death, man. That was Jesus. running fake punts, that was going for it on their own side of the field, that had some sort of balls that was getting them in games. And I realize they're in a game now, and I realize their offense sucks, but you can't you can't just wait until you, you can't wait for the defense to score for you. 
The defense can't score for you. At some point, you're going to have to put even a little bit of trust in your offense to pick up seven yards, to pick up nine yards, to do something because you can't just keep asking your defense to stop Nick Chubb 100 times in a ball game. They're, I mean, it sucks that the, the defense to get what's the last stop, but are you really going to blame them? One, because Nick Chubb is the best running back in the league. Two, because they've had to stop Nick Chubb all freaking game because the, D, the offense can't hold on to the ball. You have, <laughs> you have to put trust in your offensive players at some point other than DeAndre Swift because you can't just keep feeding that beast either because he was getting tired at the end of the game again. Got injured. And defenses kind of get wise when you're a one weapon offense as the Steelers did. As soon as the Steelers figured out you were just doing that six offensive lineman run, they just started stacking the box. And I I feel like the Browns adapted like, yeah, you, they, they, they let up the points, but then they're like, all right, well, we just need to hold fast for a couple, for a couple series here. And the game's over. I just, it, this, I'm more fascinated watching the honeymoon phase coming done pretty, and it's coming down very quickly. Listen, um, we've gone, we, we've gone zero to 100 on, on this. Yeah. And and we need, we need perspective obviously here too. Like no one is calling for Dan Campbell to lose his job. No one is calling for anyone. Some fans are, some fans are no one here in in this two man zoom. No one is calling for Dan Campbell to lose his job. Everyone understands that he's dealing with a shitty hand, but at some point, like this, these are the things that concern you down the line where you're just like, if he is playing this conservatively right now, is it going to be this bad when they're good? And there, there could be an easy argument to make. Absolutely not. He's, he knows his team limitations. He knows Tim Boyle can't throw the ball. He knows they don't have any receivers. And so that's why he's playing conservative, but give me a break. Like at some, like yeah. you're one, you're Oh, eight and one, like why not take a chance in some of these situations? What is well, there that's, to lose? That, that? That's what I, that's what I don't want to hear anymore. After watching conservative play calling for two games, I don't want to hear him talk about how much it needs. It means to him to win a game. Cause clearly he's not really like, as we said with the conservative play call, he's not leaving it out there to win a game. He's not taking those chances that you need to win a game. He is not being high, big, high, big roller gambler on these games. No. And you've got to, and I I don't know what you're going to do with uh, Tim Boyle at this point. You're going to have to figure it out because it looks like you're going to have him again for Thanksgiving. Um, People. I, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't, he didn't play well today. He, he, this, I, I think I posed this question last week about the Steelers game. Would you rather have Goff, who can't throw it downfield, but doesn't turn the ball over? Or would you rather have Mason Rudolph, who is going to turn that ball over, but at least you can put, put the ball down a little bit further? Well, you got Mason Rudolph in Tim Boyle, two interceptions. Except, except he's not throwing it downfield either. Like he threw one. Yeah, he's not throwing it downfield either. Yeah, three three point three yards per attempt isn't exactly throwing it downfield like crazy. Um, I don't know. Like I, if we want to, I don't. I don't even know how to analyze Tim Boyle's day because it was. I mean, they didn't they didn't really dial up anything interesting for him. Like he made a couple decent plays. Like I thought the very first play of the game where it did a nice little rollout and, and hit. Brock for 12 yards or something. Yeah. And I was going to say like, he wasn't getting a lot of fit. Like I know he targeted Josh Reynolds a few times and Josh Reynolds got you dropsies the whole game. So like, it it wasn't like he was getting some favors out there, but I mean, I'll give him this. He at least knows where TJ Hawkinson is. He does. He did target (laughs) TJ Hawkinson. What? I feel like eight times, eight eight times. times, Yeah. Six catches, 51 yards. So, I mean, at least that they had that going for them, but man, it is just so disheartening and frustrating to watch this offense just completely 
go into a shell, like completely have just be like, well, if DeAndre Swift can't do it for us, can't win us a game, then I guess we're out of ideas. Yeah, I just I I don't know, and like I I just don't know what to do with him. I mean, he on, on the ground, he's he technically, if you want, want to be efficient about it, he had the better day than Nick Chubb. But sure. again, again, like you, that's that's it. That's all you've got rolling for you is DeAndre Swift for 136 yards. As we said, there's yeah. nothing else, man. And there's nothing else. Like he had, he, uh, he also had 10 in the first half. By the way, 10 rushing yards. Yeah, 10. Well, they were going to like Cabinda a lot and they were trying out Jamal yeah, this, Williams. This but... was the weird Jason Cabinda like <laughs> gameplay, like the gameplay. Super I guess back, that was man. that was their their big surprise. Like last week, the big surprise was the six offensive lineman. This week it was Jason Cabinda's our biggest weapon. And super back is an actual football term. Look it up. A super back is run. an actual term. Yeah. But, but I guess here's my problem with the, the lines like assuming this we're only going to run the ball identity you have to do it consistently to, to be good. Like mm-hmm. great. DeAndre Swift's back to back hundred yard games. First, first guy to do it since Kevin Jones in 2004, or 2003 or whatever it was um, dying inside. But, but how about picking up a third and short on the ground? How about yeah. picking up a fourth and short on the ground? How about a fullback Convert. dive converting? Like if you aren't doing those things, like, one big run from DeAndre Swift isn't going to do much for your offense. It's three, you three third downs converted out of 11 for this game. Yeah. Like you, you can't do that in the NFL. You have to go past those sticks. And like you had 11 chances set up for you. And it's it like, <laughs> and I, I, I just, yeah, I, I, I understand the frustration because it feels like, on one hand, if it's third down and long, they're not going to try much, but then you're giving up downs early on. Like it's, it's not even that like you get to third down and give up. It's like, there's just some, some drives where it's just nothing. I don't, it's just, I don't know. It's just I, I want to one, one bad play, one, nothing play yeah. and a bad play in this, in this offense, like the one play, all that, all that it takes to run this offense off balance is a play of two yards or less. Then they're screwed right. on first down. If you don't get at least three or four yards, they are screwed. And you, they don't can't, have a and you can't ask for that kind of average all the time. You no. need a big play every now and then. Like, <laughs> like, and again, the, the difference is when we're looking between the Browns, and the Lions offenses, the Browns offense as kind of dog as it was, was balanced. And the Lions wasn't. And you can identify and take away a offense t- tilted towards the off uh, towards the rushing game. Cause it's easy to stop. It's easy to stop the run in the NFL. You know what it's coming. You, you can stop the run. Uh, so what do you, what do you want for, for like, cause here's the thing. Like, I don't understand why he took up the play calling. And now I'm wondering like, does he give it back or what, what do you, where do, where does it even go from here? You think, man, I, I don't know because Listen, I, I asked you guys last time on the podcast, is that something, is that the toothpaste out of the, out of the tube situation? And I, I don't know, like the, the lines were saying all the right things this week. And, and Anthony Lynn was saying, I probably would have done it too. I don't view it as a demotion. We're still collaborating on everything. And Dan Campbell said, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just wanted communication with the quarterback, blah, 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 blah. But man, like, I don't know. This offense is a mess. I don't, I don't think there's any other way to put it. This offense is yeah. an absolute mess. They haven't scored 20 points since week one. They haven't scored 20 points since week one. Darius Slay by himself is, is basically pacing the Lions offense right now. <laughs> what else needs to be said? Like nothing is working. Like 
I, I guess, I guess, and here's, here's the thing that in, probably infuriates me is that I bet the Lions think it's kind of going okay right now because they tied last week. They were within three this week. This game plan of just running the ball a ton, like we're limiting possessions, we're, we're keeping the game close. Like this is what we want to do, except like that's not actually what's happening. What's happening is you're facing some really bad offenses with some really bad quarterback play because Baker Mayfield was awful in this game. Yeah. And that's the only reason these games are close because your, your offense isn't even stretching out possessions. They're going three and out all the time. Jack Fox punted it 10 times last week, six times this week. You're not stretching out possessions. You're not, you know, making this game tighter. You're just, you're just limiting yourself with it. So like, I hope that's there's not a what lot of, yeah, there's a lot of like playing to fight another drive to like the field goal late. I, I know Campbell, I think talked about it in the post game and I'm trying to get his comments. I'm trying to, he's talking right now, technically. He like, he, he I mean, he says he feels good about the defense, which I mean, if you're, if you're going to take one of the two units, that's technically true. I would go with the defense, but at the same time, like I, I I'd rather take the defense with after getting a lead on it, because it just feels like you're not going to get that, you know, that offense back out there on a longer set of drives. You're already in field goal range. You're at the 25 yard line on a fourth. And yeah. One. That's yeah. a better situation than asking your defense to stop Nick Chubb time and time and time and time and time again. Which I mean, they they were good at stopping him later on, but at the same time, like yes, I like fourth and one in the red zone. That's usually where we we used to see Dan Campbell and these guys go for it, and that's just evaporated. Well, he he, I will give him credit that he's a very context specific play caller. There, I don't I don't think he's necessarily overly aggressive. I don't necessarily think he's overly conservative. But um, in this game, I thought he was way too conservative. I just thought. I, I just feel like right now they're play, they're playing, hoping that their defense gets more scores than their offense. Their defense puts them in better positions than their offense because it's clear Campbell has no faith in his offense right now. And maybe he should, maybe he shouldn't. But I think the focus needs to be on trying to create some sort of plays or designs or something that works with his offense other than just handing it to Swift and hoping something good happens on the other end of it because – I mean, you, that's that's about as one dimensional as you could possibly get, and it's just not going to work. No, no, and they're 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 going to need to find it pretty quick. They don't have a lot of time before Chicago, and no, that might be the, your last winnable game, to be honest. That 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 might be your. I mean, maybe we'll in see. Atlanta. I don't know. Atlanta, Seattle. I'm not going to overreact to Atlanta getting house just because the NFL is weird and like the Texans just beat the Titans. Well. There's your cushion for those of you worried that a tie would screw the Lions over. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I don't know what the, uh, I'm looking up Tankathon right now. What did, I'm trying to see what the Dolphins did today. Um, Dolphins won. Dolphins won over the Jets. So right now the Jets are, yep. Oh God. So the Jets, the Jets and the Jaguars are now two and three. They're at, uh, they're both at two and eight. Do you think the Lions are going to win two games? Hell no. All right. Well, Kayvon Thibodeau, here we come because, man, that pass. I don't even know if it's going to be Kayvon Thibodeau, man. Holy God. He's had a – that Utah game got – he got exposed again. There's been a few games where he's just been situated. It's kind of hurts because I'm – I mean, I don't know. I'll talk more draft guys, but it doesn't feel like there's someone in the first pick overall that – a is like can't miss, but also B allows Detroit to trade down for a good value. 
Well, yeah. But Lions, you got plenty of time for the offseason, that's for sure. What do you make of the defensive performance in, in this game? Do you think the Lions stepped up? Do you think it was Baker Mayfield just kind of crap in the bed? A little bit of both? A little bit of both. A little bit of shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, I yep. thought penalties were coming at the exact wrong time. And as much good as Amani Orwarie done, he also drew quite a few penalties as well. Yep. And they always seem to come where it looks like, all right, here comes the, here it comes. We're finally getting a stop on the Browns. And there's just, there's something, there's something out there. There's a, there's a DPI or there's a hold or there's something that just once again, keeps that drive alive for the Cleveland Browns. And that like, I understand it's the NFL. You can't come away clean every time, but it, in, when, when you, when the offense is doing nothing, those kind of mistakes will break your back every time. Yeah, I know Aaron Glenn was kind of fuming, uh, especially before the half. There was one drive where penalties were just murdering the Lions. And I think they mentioned on the broadcast that Aaron Glenn was like just trying not to even talk with his guys at that point. He just needed to calm down. Yeah. Like, Um, and I get it because, again, well, they did. They they didn't give up a point in the second half. No, no, no. They came out. they, They made adjustments. They did well in the second half. We can't say the same for the offense. Right. I mean, the offense was scoring the second half, but not enough. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know what else to say. I mean, in the in the yeah. regular podcast, we can get into some some individual performance. I know a lot of people want to talk about Josh Reynolds and, and stuff like that. And we yeah, can he and doesn't. Will. I mean, I I'll get in a little into him right now, just because like my stomach is really roiling, and I don't think I'm going to make the main show at this rate. Okay. Um, but <coughs> uh, <coughs> yeah, I just not the greatest uh, start for the Lions pickup. I will say it's been. Uh, rough getting him on the same i am i reading this right is like the only receiver to actually like get some the only lions receiver to actually like haul in a ball was amon ross st brown that's correct yeah i mean and this, i mean this is just this is nor this we've been dealing with this all season like it's always it always seems like it's one guy who's either getting targets or making plays whether one day one game it's Khalif Raymond, one game it's you know quintus cephas when he was around um, one day it's Amon Ross St. Brown, but like that, there's no one making catches outside of those three this entire season, whether well, it be Trinity Benson, who was out in this game with, with an injury, whether it's Kaderil Hodge or now, you know, Josh Reynolds that got three targets, didn't catch a pass. It's just over and over again. This line seem can't seem to get two receivers involved in one game. Yeah. I just realized, I think I said four games on the road. Um, and I misspoke there, but I mean, you're going to have outside. It's not like you're going to play every game in December in a dome either. So whatever. Um, yeah. This game sucks. Bury it. 
I don't, I don't know how many, how many, how much more room there is outside Ford field. And look, it's close. And I mean, you can take some, some solace away that it got close and they got in and fought again. But I think the returns on that are becoming less and less as the play calling is becoming more and more conservative. Well, and the problem too, is that they're playing worse and worse teams. Like Browns are not a good team. They're not a good offense. They're not, they're an okay defense. So I guess you can take again, like last week, take a little bit of solace that you're able to run the ball a little bit against a good defense. But I mean, if, if, if you're turning that one silver lining, a good running game into 10 points, into 16 points, into 13 points, into 17 points, like no one is going to raise a banner for that kind of performance because yeah. you don't win football games scoring 10 points, 13 points, 16 points, unless you're playing the Lions, then then you can maybe win a game with, <laughs> with 16 points or 13 points or 19 points twice. Um but yeah, you can't you can't expect the defense to win you ball games when you're only scoring this amount of points, especially with where the lines are on the roster. Yeah, I just I don't know where the answer is going to come from at least this season right now. Um, like because we could run out there, fake plays, fake punts, go for it on fourth down; those would be fantastic. But I don't know how many more chances you're going to get to pick up that win this season, and nothing fundamentally is going to change about the identity of this team other than maybe you should go for it more on fourth and one. But I I think that's, what's frustrating, Chris is like, it feels like they pulled out all those stops against good teams, against the Ravens, against the Rams, against teams that they shouldn't have beaten. Even the Packers, like they, they were doing a little Mm -hmm. bit of fun stuff over in that game. Now we're, we're getting to these bad opponents. We're getting to some winnable games and the lines are just shelling up and be like, well, let's keep this one close and maybe something good will happen at the end. Maybe if we cross our fingers, the defense will get a pick six or a strip sack or maybe, yeah, again, maybe and, and DeAndre that, Swift runs one for 57 yards. And again, that just goes antithetical to what Dan Campbell has said, has apparently championed all year about wanting to play tough, wanting to get that win, wanting to like throw in all the heart he can. Like it, it, it goes antithetical to that. I'm not going to, call them out on that. But I think if people are having quite like raising questions about it, I can't blame them either at this point, either your, your patience will vary at the end of the day when it comes to this, yeah. uh, the t- chat is saying the tank is on tankathon on full display tanks giving weekends. I mean, I don't think if, if, if you're, if you're suggesting that the Dan Campbell threw that game, um, no, Do, I mean, have no, you listened no. to Dan Campbell? once speak like at all like that's that would be an antithetical to use the term you just used antithetical yeah. to everything. <laughs> that yeah but i i think i think we're in a rough spot maybe this is just the conservatism of him trying to learn play calling but at the same time um like i don't yeah, I don't know what to make, but um, your boy Maroc brings up a good question, though. A very curious if those gamble calls were Campbell's, it, it, given he wasn't calling plays before. Well, I think he, even before Jeremy, I think he would still get his say on whether or not they go for it on on fourth down. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think that's that's ultimately his call, no matter what, no matter who has a headset. Um, it's it's him with the final call on all of those. So I would say I would. I would say like before it might be a different person calling the specific play, but it's, it's still him making the call, whether to go for it on fourth down. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, I know, like I can already like just based on our live chat here, 
the claws are coming out for Dan Campbell this week and lucky for him, he's got a short week and can maybe, maybe get the heat off by with, taking down the bears. Yeah. Who Thanksgiving may, or may, miracle. Not, may or may not be with uh, the rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, who did not finish the game with a rib, rib injury. That would be a problem. Um, but then Andy to... Dalton came in and actually had a pretty good game and almost won it for them. Oh, against God. The that would be, that would, that would be even worse if the lions lose to Andy Dalton. Oh no. Oh no. Oh man. I don't know how I could feel about that. I really don't. <laughs> wow, that game ended kind of crazy. Bears were winning late, and they gave up a five-play, 72-yard drive with less than two minutes to go. How does that happen? Very carefully. Very carefully. I got nothing else on this game. This is just one of those turds. I just want to like find a marble floor uprooted and bury this under. Weird the analogy, old Aaron, I Aaron know, Glenn but... route, huh? I don't even the, on the practice field. I don't even know if I want to like bury. I, yeah, yeah, I guess it's it's rough, man, because it feels like yeah. As as I'm seeing it, I'm sure this is going to be the local talk this week, right up to Thanksgiving. Like, as say, claws are going to come out. I think on National Hill, survive a little bit more because, um, you know, everyone's just saying like, look, they're they're playing close games and they're fighting hard. They're dealing with a lot of really bad, a re- probably you know a really bad roster but yeah i think everyone's patience locally is starting to wear a little thin i'm still of the mind that whatever happens this year i can't really judge one way or another um too harshly i will judge but not i'm not going to say like nothing he's done so far is fireable it's frustrating it's frustrating but at the same time like Look, man, it's, play it's calling's like, new to him. I think if I if I was play calling for the first time in my life, I might be conservative too, just because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It like the thing is like you look at all the models and you know the fourth down models and, and things like that, and you know, run percentage, early downs, all that sort of stuff. Like I'm usually I'm usually one of the biggest promote proponents of that sort of stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if you're not giving your team the best win percentage to win, then then what are you doing here? But like we are dealing with extreme circumstances in Detroit right now, right? Like there's just nothing is working on offense. And so a normal, like, and, and to the extreme, like worst pass offense in the league statistically by DVOA in terms of points scored this, I have to imagine this team is going to be 31st or 32nd after this week, another, another game where you only score. What was that metric? I remember seeing some metric or chart about like, go for it. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah. You're on third and 10, third and 10, the average air yards per pass on third, 10, the lines are at two, two yards. And air yards, air yards is the actual yards. Your quarterback is throwing before any kind of yards after completion. Yes, it is. It is like this offense is so broken beyond repair that I'm, I'm almost willing to excuse some of the things Dan Campbell is choosing to do. Not all of them. Yeah. But like some of like, I just, I just think it's easier to say, yeah, I would go for it on fourth down when you just have to, it's easier if someone's like, Hey, we got to go for it on fourth down. Yay or nay to say yes. But now he's got to not only decide to go for it on fourth down, but then draw up the play that's going to happen on fourth down. And, and it does feel a little bit like a chicken or the egg situation too. It's like, is the Lions offense so bad because it's conservative or are they so conservative because they're bad? Like if you're not throwing it down the field, well, of course you're going to have a really low yards per attempt because you're not converting on any big plays, but are you not throwing those big plays because you want to be conservative 
or you're not throwing it because you know they're not being successful. And I don't like I it, it the, the like yeah the chat saying the answer the answer is both right like you're 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 being too conservative and you're also being conservative because you have to be because your team sucks because you don't have a wide receiver who can jump up and get the and get the ball like you'd like to see I know a lot of people are complaining about Josh Reynolds on the interception and maybe they should a little bit like it's it's a jump ball you'd like to see your wide receiver make a little bit of better effort in at least at least tearing that ball away for an incomplete pass um, but who like who else can you even throw that pass to on on the team right now. Yeah. Nobody like Khalif Raymond is not going to even go up and get that ball. Uh, I mean, TJ Hawkinson is the only answer and they threw it to him eight times today. So I almost, I almost want to play the, uh, the, the Rick Patino game when it comes to our wide receivers there, like golden Tate ain't walk golden Tate ain't walking through that door. He could be. He's still he's still out there. He is. He is without work right now, and but he's, he's feeling I mean, pity he's for the not, Lions. But no, he's he's exactly what the Lions already have ten times over, which is a guy that might be able to get you some yak on a quarter on a wide receiver screen. The Lions love running those wide receiver screens, but unfortunately, that's not no one. No one is going to juke out eight defenders when everyone is near the box because they know the Lions can't beat them over the top. Yeah. All right, you want to call it? I'm playing. I'm playing my game a little bit more. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Chris Durham ain't walking through that door. Chris Durham, Corey Fuller ain't walking through that door, fam. Oh, Lord. Anquan Bolden ain't walking through that door. I wish he would. But Garrett Blunt ain't walking through that door. Ooh, he can no lock the door for him. <laughs> we don't. We don't need that. Guy. Andy Jones ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Bruce Ellington ain't walking through that door. Oh Lord, we are. TJ Jones is certainly not walking through that door. I don't like this game. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't like that Jamal Agnew apparently is like something good for Jacksonville too. That feels bad. Yeah. Previous coaching staff wasn't very good either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, as that's, what about Chuck Long? Yeah. Andre Roberts game. Herman Moore ain't walked through that door. Freddie Scott. I like, see, we got, we got people rolling with a game now. Um, Quirky wants to know, is Cephas going to come back this year? Titus, yeah. Titus Young certainly not walking through that door. He Bro- can't walk through that door. Broken collarbone. I don't really see a reason in why you would do that. I hate you, Chris, and I hate what you've done to chat. I, I got our chat. Like I got our chat focused on something productive to dull the pain, Jeremy. Uh, right. Nate Burleson ain't walking through that door. Um, can I ask you this then? Because again, I don't want to call for any guy's job because these, this is a hard, hard profession, but do you have much hope in Anthony Lynn back next year at this point? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, do you think it falls there first or? Well, here's what I hope doesn't happen. I hope they don't Mm -hmm. get kick him out the door and be like, all right, well, offense fixed. Guess we're fine. Yeah. Like yeah. you still need a good quarterback. You still need two wide receivers at a minimum. Um, and, and I don't know, like, again, it, I mean, it goes back to all of this, the, the same kind of theme where that I guess is going to be the theme of this game is just like, do you blame the coaching staff or are they just doing what they have to do with the crap that they have right now? And the coaches are never going to say, you know, you know, he, I think Campbell has even said it a couple of times. Like I, I don't think, I don't think that this roster isn't good enough. He said that a couple of times. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I don't buy the excuse that I'm dealing with a poor roster, but he's dealing with a poor roster. And yeah, Anthony Lynn is dealing with a poor, he's dealing with a poor roster. I'll yeah. say it for him. Um, yeah. And, and so is Anthony Lynn. And so 
are they centering this offensive game plan or around their limitations, not throwing the ball deep because they can't and forcing on running the ball because they have a good offensive line and a good running back. Yeah, they probably are, but there's a limit to that. There is a limit and you're not, you're not the Tennessee Titans. You can't out physical a game for four quarters. Like they can, you no, you're not, can't. you're not good enough to do that. They, they, they have yet, like, I know they've had a couple good running games, but they have not had a running game where they can do it for four quarters because they're right. not that good. They're, they're, they're okay. I would say they, they have an okay running, game, um, but they're not consistent enough. And if, if, if you, if your strength, the entire strength of your team is like a okay to bad. If, if they're in that range, then you're in trouble. You just don't have options at that point. And I don't know, like, I, I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm not, I've never designed a, a football play. So I can't just say like, you need to do better. Anthony Lynn, you need to design. Like, I know the downfield passing game isn't working. You have to figure it out. You know, you have like, sometimes you're just dealing with broken parts, but part of me is just like, fucking figure it out. Yeah. Do something, do something, do I'm something. Poking, you with a stick. Poke, poking do, the stick, do something. Do something. You know what I'm also saying? Brandon Middleton ain't walking through that door. I don't even know who that is. Is that a made-up person? No, he was on the roster in 2008. No, it's a made-up person. Brandon Middleton? Yes. Brandon Middleton is a person. Yes, yes. Are you sure he's not a creative character in Madden? You know who's not walking through that door? Tight end, Dan Campbell. Oh, actually, he is. Yeah, he did walk through the door, actually. Yeah, he he does that every every game. But not, not you know, lacing it up. Not in, not, he's, he's not... He's not uh, in in uniform. He got the pads on. All right. If we're if we're summoning the name of Brandon Middleton, which I'm I'm assuming someone mocked up a very quick Wikipedia page that I'm currently looking up. <laughs> someone is gaslighting. <laughs> someone is gaslighting Jeremy on on Lions wide receiver Brandon Middleton actually existing. That is where we have reached in this post game show. Um, we do want to remind everyone that the Movember drive is still going on. We are donating to rain. Um, I understand it is now around a holiday week. Uh, <clears throat> there will be a POD cast later. If you can, please give. Rain means a lot to me. I have talked about it before um, in very halting terms because I'm still very self-aware of it, that I am a sexual assault survivor. Um, Rain does a lot of good for a sexual assault survivor and hopefully does partner with resources for men who suffer this as well, which is a very underreported and very, very under, under, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? undervalued um under resourced part of sexual assault and sexual abuse underserved yes thank you derek bobaric yes thank you um we are you know this is something we've we've wanted to do we've been get, we've been giving very generously to the prostate cancer foundation for the first half of our november uh the mustaches are getting Mine's, I think I've, I've hit my limit, Jeremy. I don't think mine's growing out any more than that, this right now. But at the same time, it's still disgusting and curling right around my lip. I, yeah, I'm, I'm in the very much I hate my mustache phase right now because it's itchy and it hurts. And no I don't think these are lasting past November. I mean, if, if we hit 15K, which we're about, if I'm doing my math correctly, about 6,000 away. Um, I'll have to keep it at least through December, but oh, you, I won't necessarily hold you to that. 
since you didn't no, miss I, I can't. I can't do this, man. I, I, I have the problem. Like, people know watching me on live stream, I like to play with my facial hair like this. Yeah. And if you've been noticing, I've been rolling my lip constantly to feel the hair on my top lip. And it does. And like, I, I, I'm worried that I'm going to like do something terrible to my skin at some point, but we're doing it for a cause because it is Movember. We, we beg you, please give and, and help us out here. This is something we do that is more than just us sitting here talking about a very bad football team. <laughs> It, it uh, brings a community together as much as these post games do in uh, clearly people were begging for a post game because they needed a therapy session, Jeremy. So, and we will have POD cast later today too. <laughs>